Welcome to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, your host, Dawn Owen. I'm a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur, a speaker, a zero BS coach, and a lover of the high vibe life. I help business leaders like you create huge breakthroughs in their life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and impact you want and deserve. In this podcast, you will hear me talk all about mindset, money, and magic. The power trio that I know will get you where you want to go fast. This is the High Vibe Tribe podcast. to introduce my guest for today. So I'm going to say she's a nutrition and food wizard. How about that? She's an award winner. She's had a business for over 10 years, which is an achievement in itself, I think. So she's a mom. She's a doggy mom as well. And she works with children a lot, which I think deserves a medal in itself. She's an ultra glam. And I know she's a lover of the high vibe life. It's Nikki Talbot. Hey, good afternoon. Hey there. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. So I always start by asking my guests, how high is your vibe right now on a scale of one to 10? I would say it's an eight dawn. I'd love to say a 10, but it's half term. Oh, yes. <laughs> always, always real. Keep up. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed today because I've got a list as long as my arm. Um, I've got two teenage boys, plus the dog, as you said. So I'm just trying to keep calm. Get it all done and still let them enjoy their week without having a ranting mum. That's good. And a solid eight is quite good, actually. I think we'd take that most days, wouldn't we, to be honest? Absolutely. Great. All right. So I know a little bit about you, but share with our listeners a bit about your background, what your business is now and how, what your journey was like to that and what it is that you do. Okay, thank you. So I'll start from the beginning, like most good stories do. I had a corporate background. I worked for RBS in finance. I was training manager and loved it. Went up the career ladder, really enjoyed it, progressed well, learned a lot. Everything changed when I became pregnant for the first time. I very unexpectedly was pregnant with twins and I was, I had a big wet fish thrown across my face when I found out I was pregnant because one my first thought was oh my god I don't want to get fat with twins. <laughs> yes. and secondly the sonographer said this is very serious because they are identical they share the same placenta it's a high-risk pregnancy okay. so no time for celebrations mm-hmm. long story short I had my twin boys our twin boys at 25 weeks mm-hmm. and they weighed pounds 12 and a pound 14 respectively we had a roller coaster of a journey in special care. Every day was very difficult. If there wasn't a problem with one of their hearts, it was their brain, there was an infection. And anyone that's been through the special care journey will never forget it. We, were got, we got the green light at two months old that they were okay to go back to our local hospital. And we got the nod, nod, wink, wink, things are looking good. Mm-hmm. And very sadly, after we'd been moved to our local hospital, a week we lost Tom our twin boy when he was two months old to say it was bad luck sounds very brutal but that's all it was he had an infection that even a term time baby could get and he died very suddenly 
We brought Charlie home when he was three months old. And at that point, he wasn't weighing four pounds. So oh. you can imagine how tiny he's still. Tiny, yeah. And the combination of that and then having Louis, our third child, at 30 weeks, he oh. was great this time. He was brilliant, but I was really poorly. And I was in intensive care for six weeks. I had a bowel obstruction and had to be tube fed, et cetera, et cetera. And the combination of these things happening to us really made me value what we do have. Yeah, We feel very, very fortunate for what we do have. And like any um, mum, all you want to do is feed your baby. Mm -hmm. When your babies are so little and so vulnerable, even more so. And I self-taught. I just learned everything and everything about nutrition. I've always been into sort of health and fitness. Mm -hmm. Fitness has always been a really important part of my everyday life. I think it's really good for the the mind, Mm -hmm. uh, for resilience. But I went off and taught myself all that I needed to know for nutrition. And I suppose because going back to RBS, I knew that I wanted to do something more, something, Mm -hmm. something that fitted in with my family. I took voluntary redundancy. The whole business, part of my business, was made redundant. And we had to wait five years for that. It was definitely worth it. I know, it was very long and drawn out. But it was worth it because I'd got 12 years redundancy. Mm -hmm. And that helped enable me to set up Pudding and Pie. Right. So, as you can probably tell, it's hugely emotional for me. Um, It is, our babies, our business babies are, anyway, aren't they? Of course. Um, But mine particularly is so because of why it it came about. So, as you said, um, I've been running the business for 10 years now. I absolutely adore what I do. It's so much more than cooking. It is cross-curricular, so we include science, we include maths. A lot of it is the softer skills about teamwork, listening, sharing. Some of the stories will just could make you smile every day something happens which really makes me smile it's hard work don't get me wrong mm. it's really yeah. hard work the past 10 years I have taught 152,000 children wow in schools in nurseries online nationally and internationally so uh, Netherlands Saudi Arabia all over and actually what I really enjoy is that I can now spread the word more so you know when they talk about in business about niching yourself which I yes. know is important yes but I find that really hard, Dawn, I don't know about you, because I am so passionate about helping others. So I love, for example, talking about women and hormones. Yes. And the yes. connection between what we eat and how we feel. Yes. So uh, I've been a keynote speaker. I am actually at a retreat for Mums in Business next Wednesday. Oh, wow. Uh, female entrepreneurs talking them through uh, food and nutrition. We're going to make um, a really delicious lunch. It's so varied. Do you know what I mean? Equally, mm-hmm. I can go and do, oh, this morning I was on a, another networking group of women and talking about fussy eating. For, so ch- not just children, toddlers, mm-hmm. but also teenagers. Yeah. Some of the tips and tricks and things that you can do. Food is so important to us, isn't it? Well, it's, you know, yeah, it's very important to me. I can tell you that now. I mean, everything you said there, there's so many things that I could say. But the first thing I want to say is, obviously, we we don't do video with this podcast at the moment. But I want to describe to the listeners, when you were describing what you did, you had the biggest smile, you know, your physiology was off the charts. And that is such a joy to see, I think, because business is hard. 
and it can be fun as well and only in my opinion should be fun as well you know there's a difference between hard work and it being hard so you can you can work hard but it doesn't have to feel like hard work and I get the impression you know that's that's how it is for you and I guess some of that comes from your why you know people throw that around a lot these days why what's your why what's your why and when I meet people who have what I call a true why because I don't think we should make a why up if you like that is just an inspiring story and I think what what I really love there is that you know you talked about the combination of things that happened to you and and any one of those few things you know twins losing one of the twins and then having another baby that was born prematurely and then being ill yourself mm-hmm. and you just tell it as part of the story without you know latching onto it so it's that thing of you you know you're you're where you are despite what happened to you and you use it as a positive and a springboard rather than, you know, being like, oh, woe is me, which you would be more than entitled to be. And it doesn't really serve you. You know, was that a conscious decision? And you talked about looking after your mental health there with fitness and stuff. But I'm just wondering, did you like come out of that almost and think, right, you know, look how lucky we are to have what we have. I'm going to just springboard from here. I think that's a really good question. And I'm asking myself now, yeah. partly Dawn, yes, but I also think that without going into too much, when from, from an early age, really, you know, my dad emigrated to Canada, so he left the family and my mum remarried and she had a new family. So there was different dynamics in our house, you know, the old family, the new family. I... I got chucked out. I got asked to leave um, home at a very young age, mm. partly because of the difficulties my mum was having with her own mental health. Mm. And I was a little bit of a wild child as well. <laughs> Weren't we all? <laughs> well, I've got to take some ownership, haven't I? And actually, yes, it would be very easy for, for me to point my finger at my mum. Mm. But actually, now that I'm a mum, yeah. she had it hard. We, we see make it, it easy for her. We see it very differently, don't we? When we're when we're in those shoes, those words come back to haunt me. You know, wait till you're a parent, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it now. I get it. So, and it's great there. You know, you said I've got to, I've got to take some ownership. I've got to take some responsibility. And again, you know, for me as a coach, that is absolutely huge for people. If you can take that personal responsibility, you can absolutely do anything because you don't have that tie to anyone else you know that kind of well this you know this happened or well, you hold on to that then don't you because Absolutely. Like, I can't do this I can't succeed in life because you know I was treated really badly as a child yeah. I heard somebody say something about forgiveness yeah and forgiveness is so important to you as the person that's forgiving acceptance because the only person that's suffering when you don't forgive is you absolutely isn't that thing it's like drinking the poison yourself and expecting the other person to die you know you're absolutely right oh talk about this forever Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast but I've got a question for you in fact I've got a couple of questions for you Have you ever had a moment when you suddenly felt everything shift or everything just became clearer and you knew that everything had just changed for you? 
Well, I have several times and I love, love, love that feeling. And I got to thinking, most of those times have happened at live in-person events. There's just something about the power of being with like-minded people who are looking for similar outcomes to you. And I don't know, just the all-round energy created that just leads to epic transformation. And that's what we're creating for you at High Vibe Live on June the 25th at Hogarth Hotel, Sully Hall. It's an event that's filled with expansive and informative content that leaves you feeling braver than ever, ready to stretch your abilities further than ever, and trust in what you are doing more than ever. Are you available for all of that? Does that make you feel fired up? Then you need to join us on June the 25th to experience High Vibe Live for yourself. Tickets are still available. They're under £100 for the day, and you can even spread the payment over three months if you're quick. So don't miss this opportunity to experience your own moment. Your transformation starts the moment you say, hell yes, I am in. Drop us an email at team at doorknowing.com and we will get you sorted. Now back to the podcast. Let's look at the business. So you've got pudding and pie. It's and you talked there about the fact that you know it's with the working with all sorts of different children. I think you said one hundred and fifty-two thousand children. Yeah. That makes me come out in a cold sweat. The thought, <laughs> for sure. And then you mentioned about niche, and I think that's a really interesting discussion because one of the things that I think is when you're trying to make it. I think having a niche is really helpful because it helps with marketing and it helps with who you're talking to. And although it's very counterintuitive, it is, in my opinion, the right thing to do. And then when you've got to a certain level, I think you can then diversify. That's interesting. Yeah, because because you've got that credibility, you've got that background, you've got the experience. You can take what you know from this niche and apply it to another niche. And you've got the resource and energy to do that. Whereas if you want to be all things to all people in the beginning, you're just going to run yourself ragged. What do you think? That's a really good way of looking at it, Dawn, actually, Mm -hmm. because, you know, obviously you get different people's viewpoints and advice. And I'm very much, even when I had, um, you know, the whole sleep training with babies or whatever I love reading I love podcasts I love learning so I will take it all in talk to you talk to somebody else and then I might discard a little bit of this take a little bit of that and create my own and I suppose that's what I'm doing with the business now maybe it's because I'm a little bit of a magpie I love Mm -hmm. things it's not about not being able to say no Mm-hmm. We talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely, it's work in progress. I'm definitely getting better at saying thank you, but no thank you. But it's more about I want to be involved and I want to help people. And I get such a burst from being involved with lots of different, particularly women, because mm-hmm. I think we've got such a lot of experience and such mm. a, a, a level of support to give to each other. Yeah, 100%. And you talk there about, you know, women and what we eat and how that can affect the way that we feel and stuff and you know um well, I, well I'm gonna just kind of lump myself in with your age box because you're younger than me but you know yeah when with a certain age, age it it or every little bit of help that you can get I think does matter and I think some people don't realize the impact that food can have you know yes it's I've had my own kind of 
challenges with food shall we say and I think when I started to train seriously that's when I got better with it because I began to see um, food as a, as a fuel as fuel up to what I was putting in my body and likewise when some we went on holiday with some people who had young children and they had really bad eczema and psoriasis and no one asked me to and I didn't give the advice to the parents but I started researching it and realizing that actually that can come from the kinds of foods that you're eating and what's good for their little brains when they're growing and that it's oh it's so important I mean yeah. I really do go on the you are what you eat yeah and um, I suppose going back to the the women and hormones and, and and what we eat a big part of that is because part of my illness that I had I've got stage four endometriosis mm. and I have sorry if this isn't out out of we can talk about anything, can't we? Absolutely. Uh, I'm just thinking for, for other people that are listening, if there are a, a big part of your demographics that are maybe perimenopause or menopause, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. I have Prostap, which is a chemically induced menopause. Right. So I, I'm in the menopause, mm-hmm. but I am straight, straight bang into it. I don't yeah. have years or days or months of it straight away. So because of that, I see my physique changing and I understand now what other women were saying to me 10 years ago about, for example, oh, I eat this, I eat really well, I exercise all the time. And another part of the exercise thing is you can't out-train poor diets. Yeah, so it goes say that, yeah. Like I've got friends that, you know, love a good drink mm. and they'll go crazy at the weekend. And then they go, it's this cycle of then going crazy at the gym. But yes. then you're releasing cortisol, which can then um, interfere with your adrenal glands and actually make you put on weight. So actually, when we get to a certain age, doing um, high cardio, yeah. um, running or hits and stuff like that, everything about the moderation is hmm. fine. But um, you're not going to achieve the goals that you want. You know, and well, first of all, music to my ears, because I bloody hate running. When I had to place last year and the consultant said to me, your running days are over. I was like, that's yes, this is brilliant. Um, but you're right. And that's exactly what happened with me because I've always been, you know, fairly into my fitness and stuff. And suddenly what I've been doing for years just stopped working. And I'm like, how can that, how can that be? How, you know, how is that a thing? And the more I'm, you know, researching and learning about it, then, then the more I understand exactly how it can be a thing. Now, a little bit of a segue here but I listened to another podcast that you're on and so you gave up drink a couple of years ago was it yeah and just for no other reason you just decided to give it up oh no, no there was a reason definitely oh, reason. Go on then. so uh, bearing in mind don't think oh that's amazing Nikki that you've given up booze it took me <laughs> 10 years 10 right. years to have awful 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 migraines I'm talking three-day hangovers right. Right. just having a glass of wine and a couple of ciders right. um, and I tried everything I right. tried um, switching to longer drinks like gin or vodka cider I tried drinking water in between each glass I tried eating loads before I went out when I got back except I tried it all yeah and I still do suffer from migraines but and I think the hormones is part of it yeah. yet this August it'll be three years since I've given booze up and I kind of liken it to a diabetic not that I'm diabetic but I guess diabetics still see that slice of cake and go "Mm." Mm. and I do too particularly with a glass of red that was always my drink so I definitely you know I'm going to Amsterdam with my friends in April yeah they all still love a drink (laughs) yeah (laughs) very interesting yeah I mean I 
so I, I, I would say I used to drink quite a lot, you know, uh, well, I had the nickname of Vodka Dawn, so I guess I must have drank quite a lot. But then gradually over time, it's got less and less for exactly the same reason, not headaches, because I was I, I was going to say I was fortunate I didn't get hangovers, but it's not so fortunate because it just not, has, is it? has no effect. But I started waking up and again, more the last few years, I'd wake up in the middle of the night. I feel like I've been poisoned, you know, not a hangover, just like I just feel rubbish. I'm sweating and, you know, all of that. And I get a very similar thing now if I overload on sugar, I've noticed. Yeah. I mean, I do love sugar, I have to say. Me and too. We, went, we went to a party last week for some clients, 10th anniversary. In oh, I saw that. Yeah, really oh, it was amazing. But they had these cupcakes. So I ate three during the night. And then when we got back to Malmaison for the after party, there were uh, plates of these cupcakes and I ate another three. And I woke up at three o'clock in the morning I thought I was dying. I really did. I had to go and lie on the bathroom floor. Couldn't up. Yeah. Couldn't this image of cold sweat. And I mean, the water was running off me. I had to lie on the bathroom floor. And I was feebly calling for my husband. So feebly he couldn't hear me because he'd had a drink as well. <laughs> I just thought, oh my God. 20 minutes later, it was over and I felt absolutely fine. But I just thought, that's the cupcakes. You absolute sugar addict. It's, it's madness, isn't it? And actually, to, to put your mind at rest, maybe, maybe not. Mm. I'm actually going to, and I'm very open about this. I've always said, I've told lots of people that uh, I have a problem with sugar. Since I gave up booze, I think I've gone worse. I'm actually booked in to see a hypnotherapist on Friday. Oh, really? To address it. Ooh, okay. Well, I'll be interested to know about that. We can definitely have you back on because there's so much to talk about here. I want to ask you, how do you deal with, in general life, highs and lows? Because I always say to people, when clients come to me and they're like, you know, I just want to be happy all the time and have that high. And I'm like, right, okay, so let just swipe your credit card now. That's not going to happen. Because if we had happiness all the time, how would, how would we know? Because how, how would we know what the other side is? Sometimes there are those extremes of highs and lows. And you've talked about those, you know, in your earlier life, if you like, when you start the business. Yeah. But, but in business, there is that as well, isn't there? There's the, you know, uh, no matter how long you've been in business, financials, for instance, there can be yeah. highs and lows there. You know, yeah. the, the joys of, oh, I've just got this, you know, dream project and now I'm not sure what's coming next. How do you find that and how do you deal with that? Another really good question. It sounds a little bit cliche, but this is the honest truth. I do believe everything happens for a reason. And I might not realise what that reason is at that particular moment, but it, all, it does come true. Just have faith and also gratitude. Yes. For example, just a very quick example. My son has epilepsy and he was diagnosed when he's nine, he's nearly 17 now. It's very tricky to navigate. It happens out of the blue. We do not know when it's coming. And he goes straight to the floor, goes unconscious, and he's hurt himself a number of times. It's, it's awful. You never get used to it. Last time it happened, it was a three-month gap, quite a big gap this time. Devastated for him. But I thought, Do you know what? He's at home with me. I made sure that I cushioned the blow so he didn't hurt himself. And it wasn't in public. Because I've, as you can imagine, a 16-year-old boy doesn't yeah. want to be at school when this is happening. No. And I have the lifestyle the business where I can cancel what I needed to do and be with him yeah and so you find the gratitude in the situation you have to find some positive you have to and honestly if and this is what I try to talk to people about in terms of resilience Mm. and positivity if I can find it when all these dark depths of dark of darkness 
you can you can find it yeah I, I agree and I often say that I think gratitude is one of the most simple quick effective things that you can do to change your mood immediately and you know sometimes you have to start off really cheesy and believe me I've done it in the morning I've gone oh I'm grateful for my beautiful coffee in this yep. beautiful unicorn mug and you know I make myself write it down and then from there I can just normally go and you you know you I can end up doing pages and pages if I need to. It's the quickest mood changer, I think, ever. So I'm really happy to hear that. What's coming up for you in this next year? What's, What's your next grand plan? So my big plan for the next 12 months is to grow my business. Mm-hmm. I'm full to the brim in terms of what I can physically do. So I'm growing a small team. I mean, last year I looked back and reflected and I was like, wow, you know, I, I became an author, published my first book. I was published in the Good Food magazine. I've created an app for a small community that um, was looking at obesity so much that I managed to achieve but I want more I want more for the children I want more for schools and nurses I want to get into more and more I can't physically do that by myself yeah so actually I think this is going to be quite a hard hurdle for me to get over because I'm a control freak I hear you you. (laughs) I'm a perfectionist and I'm impatient I want it to happen now so I have got to be very patient so that's what my aim is and I've joined an academy to to be marketing myself to more schools and nurseries and that's going really well so it's but as we say just because we love our work doesn't mean it's not hard work no exactly and also that we we don't have to work all of the time I definitely think you know again throwing myself in your box women of our age we deserve those gaps like I love white space in my diary and I'm really busy right now and I've noticed the white spaces are getting less and you know I thought to myself this morning when I was doing my journey right that's got to come back because I know for me to be the best you know for my clients my family for myself I need that white space I need to be able to get out and walk the dog I need to be able to exercise in the morning and I need to be able to sit on the sofa and have a nana nap if I want to amen yeah absolutely and so I think you know for me my next question to you was, you know, how do you keep your vibe high? Those are my things. That's what I need to do. You know, how do you how do you self-care? How do you keep your vibe high? Absolutely snap. But I have to say, I'm like this nodding. Not, I know <laughs> the viewers can't see us, but I'm like, I love white gaps. I love it. I have friends that go, oh, I'm doing this and doing this and doing this. And I'm like, oh, that makes me feel a bit ill. I love to have gaps. And as I've got older now, socially as well, I need gaps. Yeah. I love a nana nap as well. It's always yeah. like Kind of like all on the think dawn and then and so people that maybe are around me and see me go you never stopped you go uh-huh I do believe me I do and when I stop I've stopped completely yeah completely I don't do in between no a client of mine calls it blast and cruise so you blast away and you get done what you've got and then you're on cruise mode and I think that's exactly and you know people would say that to me oh god you're always on the go I'm not you know, I'm actually on the go quite less than a lot of people yep. that I know. It's yep. just that you see me when I'm on the go, but then I have all these other times. And I agree with you socially as well. Yes, of course, you need to fill yourself up socially. Yep. But for me, I really don't like having 
you know, multiple weekends on the banks, I like to at least have every other one. But ideally, you know, I do one social a month and then have the other ones because I think when you've worked all week, it's time to come back together, you know, with your partner, your kids. Going out, you're still having to think about what to wear, getting yourself dressed up, spending money, being tired the next day. It's still a commitment, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I don't, I try not to have, it sounds really boring, doesn't it? But I try not to have more than one social thing in at one weekend. So if I have a Friday, Saturday, I'm like, bearing in mind I don't drink, so I'm driving anyway. Oh my goodness me. I suppose also the two of the things that I'd say is, one, I value my downtime as much as my busy time. I invest in my, like we were talking about going away for my, I did a spa trip last week and it was on my bucket list to go away by myself and I found it so, so liberating. I absolutely loved it. But the other thing is, again, this sounds a little bit over the top, but it's how I work. I try and get as much of the yucky, yucky, yucky stuff done in the first part of the week. I get crammed so much into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I tail off. And it's the same in my working day. I get as much as I can get done. I like by about this sort of time, I'm still working, don't get me wrong, but I'm just cruising. I'm just like, yes. right, let's look at yes. my diary. Let's do a little bit of finances yeah. so I can just wrap it all up. Yeah, and I think that is important about what works for you. So I know I'm at my best in the morning. And, you know, normally, so at this moment in time, I'm in a blast phase. So I am getting up at five because I like my morning ritual of meditation, journaling. I won't give it up. And so Brilliant. I need time for that. I need the time for my exercise. But, you know, by 10 o'clock this morning, for instance, I was running around the house high-fiving myself at how much I've got done when most people have only been up a couple of hours. To be honest, it wouldn't have mattered if I'd got absolutely sweet FA done the rest of the day. I've got so much done this morning. As it is, I've been doing coaching and having client prospect calls and recording a podcast. But I know I'm at my best creatively, mentally in the morning. So we do that. And, you know, doing a podcast is it's just fun to me. So doing that at this time it's of day. It's the easy bit. And it sounds like you're very self-aware then, Dawn, which yeah. is brilliant, isn't it? I'm also aware that I can have dips. You know, people say I'm working, I work better at night. Yeah. The amount of times I'll say, right, and then I'll clear the decks and then I'll, I'll just do a late night. Mm-hmm. probably nine times out of ten I, I write it off I'm so tired from the day I don't do it so it's body. yeah listen to you body somebody said to me earlier I've got loads to do but I'm just really really tired and I said right so my advice as your coach is go and take that nap because whatever you do won't be your best anyway <laughs> so take the nap and then maybe it's tomorrow but you could blast through that if you're completely on you'll blast through it in an hour whereas this afternoon you're you know, procrastinating around, you're watching baby goats or doing whatever, you won't actually get it done, just go and take the nap. That's it. It's I try and say the same to my boys because they come in, you know, they're teenage boys, they've got their homework to do, jobs or whatever. And one particularly diff- finds it difficult, he'll come in because he walks back, that's great. He sits on his phone. And I said, Lou, if I came in when I finished my work and sat on my phone, I would do nothing. Yeah. Your dinner wouldn't get made. I wouldn't go and walk the dog. All these different things. I said, as soon as I get back in for work, 
I'm blah, 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 do yeah. it really quickly to get it done. And it's a lovely feeling. Work towards your reward. Work towards seven o'clock. I'm going to sit down and watch that trash TV. Oh, God, love a bit of trash TV. And also, I'm, we have so much in common. I, I, I you always saw you're not my twin. I know. I'm like the blonde version of you, I think, <laughs> is that I can't sit down. I'd rather get it done. If I sit down, I'm like, I'm not going to want to get up again. So let's get it done, 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 and then sit down and chill. And like I say, Absolutely. although it's recognizing that we're all different, my husband is the opposite. So yes. I've had a really busy morning. He gets in, he wants to rest. Yeah. And so then back, we've been married 20 odd years now, 24 years. So back in the day, I'd be like, come on, you've got this, this, this. And then we'd have arguments. But now I realize that that's what he needs to do. Exactly. He can do that. And if he actually, if he wants to start again at seven o'clock, more for him. Well, and that's it. And and that I think is uh, a a powerful team, and b you know recognizing like do you know about the love the five languages of love and that yeah kind of, yes. uh, you know, oh there's a whole other podcast I've just thought of there so right honestly I could talk forever you've given us so much there I'll definitely have you back and we can go into more detail I could talk all afternoon so I always finish the podcast with the last word and so this is where I ask the guests anything from their last book that they read or the last holiday that they went on now because it's you it's food related obviously okay (laughs) so I want to know what was the last meal that you cooked for your whole family it's not one word (laughs) (laughs) I would never be able to see it's um it's it's a pesto chicken I've literally just prepared it so I've embarked on this hormone friendly thing plan and they're coming along with me so uh, I've just literally just made pesto chicken so simple five ingredients and I'll whack it in the oven shortly job done fabulous and where and what did you have for your last meal out where did you go and what did you have that would have been at the lovely Champneys and do you know they did three course meals but they re, they, they, their portion sizes are so much smaller. So mm. I, one of the things I had was it was called a something supercharged coleslaw. It wasn't wet. It was pretty dry. Oh. I looked at it and I thought, uh-oh, it was delicious. It had mm. like goji berries in it and pine nuts in it, loads and loads of leaves. And it was really, yeah. really filling. So, yeah, just even if I can be open-minded, then yeah. just be open-minded about your food. Oh, I love that. I love that. Great. So how is the best way for the listeners to connect further with you? Facebook, LinkedIn or Instagram. I'm Pudding and Pie Limited or one word. So yeah, come and join. Come and connect with me. I love to hear people asking questions or needing help. I'm here. Fabulous. Well, we'll put all those contact details in the show notes for people anyway. So that's it from us today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to listening for next week's new episode. And in the meantime, remember to keep those vibes high. Thank you for listening to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, Dawn Owen. I'd love to know what your number one takeaway was from this episode. Feel free to screenshot the episode and tag me in on social media. And if you know someone who would enjoy it too, then don't keep it to yourself. Share the vibes. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified as soon as the next episode drops. If you're not already a part of the High Vibe Tribe community over on Facebook, then come and join us there. The link is in the show notes. And I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep those vibes high.